or God's ability or willingness or plan to judge. It says here, the fool says in his heart there is no God. Then there's a statement. If you notice, Psalm 53 mirrors Psalm 14. It's almost exactly the same word for word. But you also notice that this is repeated by Paul in Romans um, chapter 3 when he talks about the state of the wicked. Notice what it says here. They're, they are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There's none who does good, not even one. Now, some have thought to challenge this thought. <clears throat> um, when, when we talk about the principle of God's word, that there's none righteous, um, and, and some would say, well, well the, the truth is that, that doesn't mean that, that people are always altogether sinful and do nothing but sin all the time. That they don't do good deeds from time to time. Yeah, they do good deeds. But it's saying here, there's none that seeks after God. <clears throat> it says, verse 2, um, God looks down from heaven on the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Now, when it talks about seeking after God, a lot of people seek after a God of their own making. They make up or formulate a God in their mind, but it's the God of Scripture that, that is being spoken of here. How God has revealed himself, there's none that seek after him. He said, well, we seek after him. It's talking about that heart before God has changed it. There's none in their own power, by their own will, seek and choose after God until God does something. We talked about that Sunday morning of being born again. So God plants his seed within us so that we realize that we're sinners, we realize we're in need of God, and we run to him for our salvation. God does that work in our hearts so that we'll do that. Apart from his work, we would not be going after God. And Scripture makes this, makes this plain. <coughs> And so here's an, another part that he, he, he does that. Verse 3, they have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There's no, none who does good, not even one. Verse 4, have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? Now he makes a point here. <clears throat> the, the evil world, those apart from God's people, Often, not only do they not seek after God, but they plan destruction for God's people. They, they, they scheme and they work evil against God's people. Notice what, what he says. Have, they, have those who work evil no knowledge? He's saying, are they really that stupid? He's saying that. Think about it. Uh, keep on. Who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God. He says, Really? They go after my people and oppress them, and they don't worship God. They don't honor God. They don't call upon God. Why is he saying, are they that foolish? And here's our encouragement to pray. God is speaking. He's saying, can they really be that foolish that I'm not going to do something, that I'm not stepping in after my own people? We live in a world where we are often 
as God's righteous people oppressed. I'm going to speak this, this Sunday uh, in 1 John chapter 3, and it talks about Cain and Abel, and that Cain oppressed, killed, murdered Abel. Why? Because Abel did what was right, and Cain didn't. He killed him because of that. And then it says in that verse, I don't want to rob my own sermon, but don't be surprised when the world hates you. What he's saying here is that the world who doesn't turn and seek after God often abuses, mistreats, and treats harshly God's people. And that's a fact. They do that. But they do that thinking that God is not going to act. How foolish are they? And here's where God is saying, I'm going to step in. Let's go on and we'll see that happen. Verse 5, have the, verse 4, have those who work evil no knowledge to eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they are in great terror where there is no terror. He says, in, a, in an unsuspecting time, in an unsuspecting way, all of a sudden they're going to be scared to death and it seems like there's nothing there for them to fear. God is doing a work where they're going to become terrified at what he does. Continue on. God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put them to shame for God has rejected them. He is speaking here that there is a time that God steps in and works vengeance for his people. While we live on this earth and we serve God, in essence, the world is against us. God takes note of that. And he says, I am going to step up and, and, and step in in the place of my people. And I'm going to judge those who go against my people. That's an encouragement for us to pray. That's an encouragement for us to know that God has our back. That even though the world hates us, they mistreat us, there's coming a time where God will step in and put things in order. Now, I may not live to see that time on this side of eternity. And it may happen after I die and even after judgment there's coming a judgment time when God is going to put things right and he is going to punish the wicked not just wicked ways or systems but people he is going to judge people he says he scatters the bones of him who encamps against you and then the last verse encouragement for why we serve God, why we honor God, why we love God, and what we long for in God. Verse 6, Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. Zion is a name for the, the place where God's people meet, that, that capital city. Jerusalem is that place. 
And it says, oh, that salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. We know what came out of Zion. It's the salvation of Israel. Israel meaning God's people. Jesus Christ himself is the salvation of Israel. The name Jesus is taken from the Old Testament name Yeshua or Yahshua. Joshua means Jehovah saves. Jesus is the salvation from Zion, the salvation of his people. He's, he laid himself out on a cross, allowed, him to be, allowed himself to be killed and crucified to pay for my sins. But he's coming again to judge the world. And God's people cry out for him. I have no faith in a political system. I have no faith that the economic system in this world is going to do me justice. I have no faith in any of that as my salvation. I live in the greatest country in the world. There's good things happening here, and I enjoy many of the things. I enjoy the privileges and the ple pleasures that I have uh, as a citizen here. But my faith is in salvation coming out of Zion, who's going to right all the wrongs and usher in his kingdom, which I will enjoy forever and ever and ever. So God's people says, like verse 6, Oh, that salvation of the Lord. <laughs> oh, that salvation for Israel will come out of Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. When you realize that this Jacob and Israel is simply a name for God's people, you realize that it's the Gentiles who trust in Christ today, both Jew and Gentile today, who trust in Christ, which is that part of God's group of people who will rejoice. We long to see Christ coming back and setting things in order. That's encouragement for what God's plan does, which encourages us to continue faithfully in living for him and encourages us to faithfully tonight pray, to pray to God for our current situation, pray to God for his salvation that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Micah 6. Hear what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains. Let the hills hear your voice. Hear you, mountains, the indictment of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, Remember what Balaam king of Moab devised, and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? 
He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? And go over in Micah's, the end of verse, chapter 5, where he starts to talk about the day of the Lord is coming. God offers a challenge to the people. And his question is, the question that I ask you today, are you tired of the Lord? What has he done to make you tired, to make you not want to believe? That's the challenge that he gives to the people. And then, after he says that, he recounts just some of the works that he's done. And he goes through their history and explains how he has been righteous and good towards them. And I think if we look at our history, we know that God has been righteous and good towards us. I think oftentimes, if we fall into the mentality that Satan wants us to have, we can grow weary in doing good. We can feel like a service is a labor. And every minute spent is like an hour spent. It becomes some great work to do the things that God requires. But if our heart is right, then we get joy. We get energized by the work of the Lord. So it really matters, are you working against God or are you working for him? To work against him, of course, is going to be tiresome. And to work for him, you'll be energized by his spirit. And the prophet, he breaks it down. I think what he is doing is he's trying to say this, but he says it better than I can say it. He's saying, religion does not bring man closer to God. I think in his description, he describes every human religion. Every human religion says that man must do something to be saved. Islam, we have the five tenets. You have to do these things, and Allah will be pleased with you. In Buddhism and in Hinduism, you have to read a certain state of meditation honor your ancestors everybody has to do something but what does the scripture require of us look at the description he gives and maybe we might mistake this as our righteousness saves us but look what he describes he says to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God what is required of us to do those things? Well, Paul describes it as this way, the righteous will live by faith. What is, it need, what is needed to do justice? The law of the Lord, right? If you believe the law of the Lord and you do it, you will do justice. To love kindness. What work does it take to love kindness? Nothing. It doesn't take any great work to love kindness other than a changed heart. And what does it mean to walk humbly with your God? That means to trust him over your own knowledge. That's what that means. So 
So the prophet is pushing us to have faith in God. And I think oftentimes we want to raise up other things other than faith. And so it's a challenge to people who are religious. Earlier when the pastor spoke, it was a challenge to those who didn't even believe in God versus those who understand his truth. But this is a challenge to those who believe they know religion. What will you do? Any other thoughts before we close? It takes faith to do that, right? It takes faith. We have to, maybe sometimes we have to learn how to walk humbly with our God. I think sometimes, and I always challenge people who do this, some people want to come to church to do their thing. You know, and it's good to have a thing to do. I love teaching and I love the meditation and other thing like that, but at the end of the day, your faithfulness needs to be to the work and not just your work. And I think we can sometimes fall into where I got a job to do and that's it, and I'm going home. Okay, is it about you or is it about the larger work? Any other thoughts? All right. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Tonight, I want to just keep our focus on, um, we have a lot of people in the church who are suffering from a lot of illnesses and sicknesses and stuff like that. So let's just keep our, focus, our prayer focus on praying for them and um, just their recovery and their ability to get back with us. So what I want to do is I want to have three people volunteer to pray, and then I will close this. Who wants to pray? Nobody want to pray for your fellow believers? All right, we got two, three. And I'll close this up. Why don't we just continue in prayer? We just lift up um, the many members of our church who are sick. Um, it just reminds us how frail our bodies are and how temporary they are and allows us to look forward to... Um, perfect bodies we'll have when we're with you. We lift up uh, Grandpa Kenner, um, Lola, Minnie, Mr. Dwayne, uh, Miss Beverly, um, my mom, um, just um, a lot of the people that have just been dealing with a lot of illness, and then I know I'm probably forgetting some, or some who are maybe just have colds or flus or minor things like that, Lord. We just ask that you continue to just be with your people, continue to strengthen them, continue to heal them, Continue to give the doctors wisdom on the treatments that they, uh, that the people who need doctor treatments, what's required. Um, and we know that you are the healer and you can heal their broken bodies. And we ask that you continue to just um, be with them. Continue to use your saints here to encourage them, reach out to them, um, let them know that we are continually praying for them and that um, you can give them a speedy recovery, that they can continue to be back into fellowship with us as when one part of our body is affected, we all suffer and we all feel the loss and we all know um, that they're not here. And we ask that you just continue to just work in their situations, continue to do your will in their lives. In your name we pray.